Hey guys, I'm your host, Miss Nikki, and I welcome you to Something to Say, where I speak on topics that aren't discussed in the church, but are felt and experienced in everyday life. God always has something to say to every one of us. What is he saying today? to prayer. Holy Spirit, oh Lord, I thank you. Father God, I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise, Lord. We worship your holy name. Holy Spirit, fall flesh on me. Father, you speak and hide me. Lord, I ask you to open understanding. Father, present this word as a new gift of wisdom that we can take it and apply it where it's needed. Lord, we know with you, we can be honest, we can be there, and we can be open. Father, I ask that with this word, you would cause a healing to take place. Lord, allow us to examine ourselves. Let this be a word of self-reflection, Father, and not finger-pointing. Lord, give us eyes to see where we fall short. Father, you said in Proverbs 3.12, For those whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Father, cause a correcting to come upon our spirits, that we will consider your words in your heart. Lord, we understand that this life is a gift, and we don't want to give the enemy the power to use us for his evil assignments. Lord, we love you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to another episode, you guys. I'm so grateful for the ones that are returning because God has definitely has a word for you. Um, I shouldn't be before you long, but this word is pertaining to some of the um, Court of Heaven prayers that I have given you guys in previous episodes. If you have not listened to those recordings, go back and listen to those episodes. Again, like I said in those episodes, that a lot of those prayers are vital. Um, When you are in a position of feeling like your prayers aren't getting answered, you're doing everything you can on your part in the natural um, praying, fasting, um, being obedient to God's will, um, your you know, giving your 10% to God, whatever it is that you feel like you are doing on the natural end, but you're not getting a quick enough answer or an answer at all spiritually. Going to the courts of heaven um, is one of the ways that you can get a breakthrough. And so I did um, list a few prayers in there. And in those prayers, I felt like, um, you know, even with this word, I feel like the Lord is nudging me to kind of explain something. Um, and that's explained something in the prayers. In these prayers, like I stated in previous episodes, I got some of these from either Dr. Francis uh, Miles is one of the ministers that I got some of these prayers for, and Robert Henderson. Um, one of the books that I've got is um, 
and I'm probably not saying it right because I don't have the book in front of me, but going to the courts of heaven for divine restraining orders, something along those lines. Dr. Miles and uh, Henderson are the two co-writers for that book. Um, And so in that book, again, there are particular prayers um, for certain situations that you can pray um, in order to see a breakthrough. Now, in these prayers, there's a section uh, quite often where, and I'm going to read it to you, where he kind of says the same thing. He lists a number of people that he feels this spiritual transaction, because that's what it is when you go to the throne of grace with these prayers, uh, when you're breaking something in the spirit, is a spiritual transaction. So he's asking for certain members to be notified, right? And these are the members of which Satan is using to carry out his assignment. And I'm going to explain. I hope that you follow me with this message because I do have some things scattered all over the place, meaning notes. And the funny thing is when I'm when I'm bringing out the message for you guys, I have to put certain things in color, different colors when I write it, because sometimes I just allow the Holy Spirit to flow. And some of the notes that I have make it on the episode and some of them don't. It all depends on how God wants to use me and what he's placing in my heart at the time that I'm speaking. So let me just um, give you the preliminary stuff. I'm going to go over the section that I'm talking about and those prayers that you might hear. Um, So a section again of the prayer, he says, I decree and declare that all the demonic entities, institutions, and human beings, human beings who will be impacted directly by the divine restraining order that I am requesting will be duly notified by your holy angels who service the courts of heaven in Jesus' name, I pray. So we do know, and if you don't know, you'll learn now, that his holy angels are messengers, right? And we also know that God speaks to us in different ways. And usually, if you aren't sitting with God, if you aren't allowing God to use you, you're getting closer to him and those sorts of things, You probably won't know the voice of God because he's always speaking. So sometimes God will come to you in his dreams to make it plain, right? So he can allow his angels to deliver these messages to you. So I wanted to kind of explain why this was put in the prayer. So let's go back to a a little bit of the beginning of what I read off. He says, I decree and declare that all the demonic entities, institutions, and human beings who will be impacted. Now, again, I stated that these particular individuals, which is the demonic entities, the institutions, and the human beings, they're going to be impacted, especially if these are individuals who the enemy is you and I pause so that I can get the right wording individuals who Satan will be using to come against you now we know the word talks about messing with a child of God right no weapon formed against me shall prosper touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm we all know that God is crazy about us and that he will defend and protect us 
And so this message is for two people. This message is for the person who is allowing the enemy to use them to go against somebody else. You may not see it that way. And this is the person who is on the receiving end of a person coming against you because you do belong to God, right? I wanted to kind of explain this again to make it clear on why he's putting this in the prayer. People will come against you when they see the hand and the move of God on your life, even when you don't see it. Now, I didn't want to bring forth this message, I'm going to be honest, because of personal experiences, and I've been hearing this message constantly. And so sometimes we tend to feel that we're unneeded if there's so many other people out there doing it, right? There's so many people out there explaining the same thing, talking about the same thing. The thing is, though, it's good to be obedient because you never know. You just may have that certain face. You just may have that certain voice. You just may have that certain message that will resonate with one person that may not resonate with another. And so stay in obedience and do what God wills you to do, whether you feel like it's an unnecessary task or not. So here I am being obedient and doing what I feel I'm led to do. So again, let's get back on topic. So the word of God says, and this is in Matthews 10, 36, 10, excuse me, chapter 10, verse 36. I said that so fast. And a man's enemies will be one member of his own household. Let's go back to the paragraph that I read earlier. I'm trying to take it slow because I want you guys kind of grasp what it is that I'm talking about. And, and the way that I'm talking is how Holy Spirit deals with me when I'm trying to pull on the word of God for wisdom, right? Sometimes I'll go back and read it over and over and over and over again because I hear God saying something. I'm picking it up slowly, but I need to keep reading it to make sure that's what I'm hearing. And it seems like when I do that, the Lord starts giving me more, starts giving me more of a breakdown, starts giving me more revelation of what it is that he's trying to say. So I just read Matthew 10, 36, that a man... A man's enemy could be close to him, right? This says that he decrees and declares that all demonic entities and institutions and human beings. So we see in this prayer that human beings can be an avenue on which Satan will carry out his assignments, right? And then in Matthews, it says that a man's enemy will be in his own household. Keep listening. I'm going to read another scripture. James 1.19. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear and be, be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words. And slow to anger. Patient, reflective, and forgiving. Now... A lot of the times when somebody is very close to you and they become your enemy secretly because it's not always that it's exposed to you who that person is. But if you are 
staying close to Christ, right? And you're asking and seeking God to give you revelation or give you what is the word that I'm looking for and I'm pretty sure you guys know it. To give you what is it called? Not an idea. But how can I forget the word? To give you a knowing in your spirit, right? And I'm sure I will figure out what that word is. It's like at the tip of my tongue. I'll figure out what that word is when I get off, when I get off recording with you guys. But give you a knowing in your spirit who that person is so that you can protect yourself, right? When God is doing that, the reason why he's doing it is so that you can keep your mouth shut. You have to be careful of the listeners, right? Those people who will contact you to listen, but never to speak. What I mean by that is those who will seek you out to hear what you have to say about what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're involved in, your next move, your the ins and outs and details of your entire life, what God is doing. They want to know all those things, but they will never share those things with you. See, when you belong to God and you're being led by him, 90% of the time, and I won't even say 90, I'd probably say 99, 98% of the time, God is not even telling you what he's going to do. If God can't trust you with what he's going to do in your life, meaning if he's not exposing to you every detail of what he's going to do and how he's going to do it, then why would you trust anybody? I don't care who it is. Why would you trust anybody with the moves that you're making? See, God knows that we're human and he knows that this flesh takes over. And he knows that we will say something, we will do something to get ahead of the blessing and mess it all up. And because he loves us, instead of him snatching it back because he knows our human nature and he knows that we have the tendency to get too excited, right? That we get ahead of ourselves. Instead of him pulling it back because of that, he loves us so much that it pleases him to bless us. So he doesn't tell us so that we don't screw it up. And so what I'm saying is be careful of the listeners who will sit with you just to hear what you have to say because they're going to go repeat it in anger. They're going to talk about it in anger. They're going to talk about it in envy. And that's an assignment sent out to you. Because when they talk about it in anger, when they talk about it in envy, those are word curses against the blessing that God has for you. And so it's something that you cause because you open your mouth. It's something that you share prematurely before you've even obtained the blessing. You have to be careful. Some of you may be wondering why there is no breakthroughs or why the promises of God has not uh, manifested in your life. It is because you open your mouth too soon. 
When God speaks to you loud and clear and you know things are about to break forth or you're at the edge of, you know, what God is doing and you finally get like a glimpse of or an idea of what you think God is going to do, you're opening your mouth too soon. Sometimes this comes with a trusting heart, right? You assume that the people that's close to you, friends, whoever it may be, that these people love you and you love them. So you think it's a safe place for you to open your mouth. But if God don't trust you, if he doesn't trust you to tell you because you may mess up the very thing that he's trying to give you, then why would you trust whomever is around you? Remember what I said earlier or the actual title of this recording. Watch the listener. The enemy understands the concept that I just wrote, read in James 1.19. Be careful of those who are slow to speak but want to hear everything. You will never know what's going on in their lives because they are smart enough. They know their own hearts. They know that they're liars. They know that they're envious. They know their own character. So they don't trust people like them. And because of that, they don't care whether you're a family member, whether you're a friend, whether you're a lover, whether you're a co-worker. They don't care. They don't trust anybody because they know their own hearts. So they're going to keep their business to themselves. They're going to make moves in private and in secret. And you won't have a clue when they get something. They won't show it until they've gotten it, until they obtained it. No matter how evil in their hearts they are, they are. They will never expose their next move, especially somebody who is secretly competing against you. They do it in a way, purposely, to make sure that you don't mess up what they have going on. But you, kind-hearted and innocent and ignorant, and you have no clue and so naive that you share because you're so excited, you let your excitement take over Instead of you thinking and using your brain and, and, you know, using your knowledge of the enemy and the spiritual world and how he has to use folk. He has to use people and he also has to use you in order to curse you or in order to delay your blessing. This is how blessings are delayed. I'm not saying that God won't bless you. But this is the one of one of the many ways, not only that you're not seeing breakthrough, but that your breakthroughs are delayed because you are opening your mouth prematurely. You are sharing things and the enemy is is using his ears through the people that are closest to you. And again, they are speaking about your blessings and what you said God was about to do next in your life enviously, right? They're speaking against it enviously. And those are causing delays in your life because the enemy is definitely going to send his demonic entities. He's going to use every tool that he possibly has to get in front of that blessing and halt it so that it doesn't take you to the next level. Because see, in the delaying process, our faith kind of wavers. Our faith kind of fails where we think that God is doing this on purpose or he's just not allowing us to go forward or God is playing a a game. Whatever you may think, that's the enemy's tactic is to get you to stop believing in the promises of God when his promises are yes and amen. 
when his word will never return to him void. When a word of God says that he is not a man, that he has to lie. He doesn't have to lie. You are holding up your blessings because you're going out there opening your mouth or exposing your life to the watcher, to the listener. And they're causing delay by what they speak against your life. So I hope that made sense. And so let me describe the kind of person that I'm talking about. And after this scripture here, I should be done with this word. And again, you know, I ask that the Lord will give you clarity on you, not someone else. And the reason I say that is so that God will speak to your spirit, that you would pay attention to whether or not you are given access to the enemy. Is he using you? Is he allowing you to speak against the people that you love? The people that you are in relationship with? Are you allowing the enemy to get you overly excited about what God is doing, that your focus is off God and you begin to speak things that you shouldn't because it's too soon? Just consider that, not to point fingers with this word, but to consider if the enemy is trying to use you to come against somebody else because we don't want to be on the receiving end of going against God's children, even if you are a child of God yourself. The enemy is not God, and he does not have the same power that God has. He does not have the ability to be everywhere. So he has to use human beings and demonic entities through those human vessels in order to carry out his assignment. I'm just asking that you would take a look within yourself to make sure that you are not being used because that's all he's doing is using you for his next assignment. In James 4, 2, it says, you are jealous. And this is, these are the human beings that could be used by the enemy without realizing because the enemy, he clouds your judgment when it comes to what you're focused on that somebody else has. He clouds your judgment with that thing, right? He makes you focus on the beauty of it. He makes you focus on if you were standing in their shoes. He makes you focus on coveting that thing so badly that you lose focus on what God has given you or what he's going to do in your life or you seeking and staying in a presence in the place of God so that you can obtain promises and blessings. We all stand to have blessings. In fact, we've, like I've said before, we all were blessed before we entered our mother's womb. God had already did his part. But when we're focused on somebody else, when the enemy makes you lust after something, when he makes you pay attention to what you think you want because you're upset that somebody else has something that you don't have, your mind is is not considering all that is within your heart. James 4.2, you are jealous and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy, so you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. 
Let me explain that. So the first part says that you are jealous and you cover what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled. When you lust after something, it is a very strong desire to have or obtain that thing. And so you think that you have to have it. You think that you're in love with it. You think it's so important to you. But lust has an unfulfilled, it has an unfulfilled appetite, right? Like the flesh. Once you get it, it doesn't mean that much to you. And then you're on to the next thing. So this thing has you being a slave to it. It has a chokehold on you that you will begin to murder for it. That's how strong the lust is. This doesn't have to mean a real physical murder. It could be a spiritual murdering, right? What you say against that person can start the process of murdering destinies, of stopping or delaying the call that God has on somebody's life because of you envying what you feel God is going to do for them or what you think God has given them. And this is all because you ask not of God for the same thing or better or your own thing. The sad truth is a lot of people do not ask God because they're afraid of what it's going to take to get what they're asking for. See, God requires us to work. He requires us to do a work. Just like a harvest. You don't reap a harvest without doing the work. You have to do the planting. You have to do the pruning. You have to cut off all the things about you. And it's not us that does the cutting. But this is the work that I'm explaining. God has to cut off all the things about you that you don't need so that you can obtain and keep the blessing. How can you keep the blessing if you can't maintain it? The only way to maintain it is to allow God to remove all the things in you that would destroy the blessing that he gave you. We don't want to do the work. We just want what other people got and what God is doing for them. I always say, you never know the hell that a person had to deal with or what they are dealing with to have the blessings, the anointing, whatever it may be. It cost. It cost. It can cost you your mind, but God is the keeper of your mind, right? It can cost you your finances. It can cost you a husband. It can cost you children. It can cost you a roof over your head. It can cost you all the things, all the necessities that we feel like we need to live on this earth. It can cost you those things. But see, a person who sees you get blessed, they don't see that part. And I always say this, they don't see that part. And the reason why I speak on this is because I have, I'm almost 40 years old and I have dealt with jealousy my entire life. My entire life. And that is a spirit. It's a spirit that attacks you. It's a spirit to to cause you to run dry, right? To make you weary, to to make you tired and not have strength in your spirit. It causes you to give up. 
it causes you to not have hope and trust in Jesus because you're constantly being attacked by this thing. And so you just don't want it. You don't want the blessing. You don't want the promises. You don't want anything because you are so weary and so tired of feeling like you're doing something and, and it's, you're not even getting the results of what people think you're getting because they see the blessing and you don't. See, what you see is the fire because the fire is what you have to deal with in order to get the promises, right? The fire is what you're having to deal with, but people don't see that fire because when God's grace is on you, you're walking through that fire and you you don't even smell like the smoke. It don't look like you're walking through that fire when God's hands is on your life. This is why they want what you have, not knowing what you're dealing with. Again, when you're getting to the point of receiving that breakthrough, keep your mouth shut. You paid a heavy price. You've paid a heavy price. Only speak what God wills you to speak. Only expose what God wills you to expose because he will cover you. He can't cover you if you're exposing things that he's going to do for you. And it it hasn't even came into a manifestation yet. Stop exposing what God is doing in your life. Because again, they don't get to see that fire that you're walking through. Because of God's grace and because of his mercy, you don't look like what you've been through. You don't. Allow God to get the glory out of your situation. Even when you find out who it is, like the word in James 1.19 says, be slow to speak. Be slow to anger. Let God deal with it. You pray and you ask that God will go and send his angels to those individuals that they will repent and turn from their ways and that they will turn to God and they will ask of him that God will do the work in their hearts, that he will save their souls and that he would allow them to understand that he is not a respecter of persons and that he has given the same measure to us all. We all have the same measure. God has given us all the same measure, the same 24 hours, the same 365 days. The problem is when you're busy looking at me or you're busy looking at them, you can't use your 24 hours, your 360 uh 365 days a year to obtain what it is that you you're supposed to obtain allow God to use you as you get closer to him ask God God what is it that you put in me that's for me that will bless my household that will prosper my household that I have not seen yet what is it that you put in me that I could use to advance myself in the kingdom What did you give to me? I heard somebody say, God made me. So if God, the creator of the universe, when you take a look at the universe and you take a look at all that God done and all the beautiful creations that he's made and everything that he made, there's a necessity to it. When you think about being created by the creator, you got to know that there is something special in you too. 
If you're still thinking that somebody has more than you, then you're toxic and you need deliverance. And this is not, again, this is not me pointing fingers, but I would hope that the Lord speaks to your spirit and reveals to you that you need deliverance. Stop allowing the enemy to use you as a tool to destroy God's people because you're God's people too. Get in your bath. Get down on your knees, repent, ask the Lord to forgive you. Even if you're opening your mouth, ask the Lord to forgive you. Repent and ask the Lord to forgive you for inviting the enemy into things that he's not privy to. When the Holy Spirit places a hedge of protection around you, you're opening that hedge of protection and you're allowing the enemy to come in and see what it is that God is doing in your life and you're allowing him to delay it. Repent and ask God to forgive you. This is what's causing some of the some of the delays. You feel like you're doing everything that God uh, wants you to do, that He wills you to do, right? You feel like you're doing everything on the physical end. You're praying, you're fasting, you know all the things that I listed earlier. You're doing all of those things, but you are also opening your mouth prematurely. Be careful of the watchers. Watch the listeners because they're only listening to collect information to delay you, to come against you, to stall your destiny. I'm speaking for myself as well. I don't want the enemy to have access to me, to use me against me, or to use me against someone I love. Now, I didn't think I was going to go this far. I kid you not, I only have like two pages and they're not full pages. They're just notes jotted down. I didn't think I was going to go this far, but we have to allow the Lord to have his way, especially when we pray and ask him to reveal things to us. So I thank you guys for returning again to this message. Um, Until next time, be blessed. for tuning into something to say currently airing on spotify apple Podcasts, anchor web browser overcast breaker pocket cast just to name a few for updates please follow me on instagram and tiktok both handles are the same something to say podcast 21 that's s-o-m-e-t-h-i-n-g the number two s-a-y-p-o-d C-A-S-T-21. This is where you can get updates for new uploads. And for those of you who cannot follow us on podcast forums, the link to our YouTube channel is located in the bio. Please subscribe, comment, like, and share so our message spreads out to more listeners. Inbox me or email me. Our email is something to say podcast 21. S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, the number two, S-A-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-21 at gmail.com. Please send in DMs on topics you'd like to discuss, prayer requests, or questions that you might have. Those of you requesting certain topics can do so anonymously. I pray that the words spoken today will take root in your heart and feed your soul. Until next time, be blessed in the name of our Lord.